Hello everyone, this is Garrett Staples with the Welcome to the Jungle Podcast, Season 4, Episode 4, and we're going to do a brief recap of the Bengals and their triumphant win back at home and getting back on track and getting that nasty taste out of their mouths of Monday Night Football up there in Cleveland and coming back home to the jungle and just really dissecting the Carolina Panthers in impressive and emphatic fashion with a huge win, a huge, huge win. So we're getting ready to dive right in. Um, The Bengals, as we all know, they get a break. Their bye week is here. And perfect time for a lot of injured Bengals to get healthy. And I have some great news when it comes to the injury update as far as a big, big name very important name to this offense that is going to give it a go against the Steelers. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the Welcome to the Jungle podcast. Let's go ahead and dive right in. And we'll start off with the offense, which was very impressive. But it was all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams that really gave it a go. And and just it was an impressive win across the board. And that's what you want to see, especially how you want to bounce back after a uh, tough loss that I mentioned in the AFC North Division up there in uh, Cleveland. All right, so let's just start off looking at Joe Mixon's numbers. He had a record day, 22 carries, 153 yards, an average of seven yards per carry, four touchdowns um, rushing. And then he also had a touchdown receiving. And then moving right along, Joe Burrow, 22 of 28. Um, just the offense was very balanced with the run-pass option, okay? And the offense, 206 yards. And then just moving right along, going to the <clears throat> Samaj P. Ryan. He had uh, six carries for 51 yards. Trent Taylor, three carries for 18 yards. Trent Irwin, Trenton Irwin, excuse me, one carry for 11 yards. So you saw some of the creativity in the offense that was lacking earlier on in the season. And when I say that, I don't know if you guys have checked out some of the episodes for Bengals on the Brain with Joe Goodberry, but he breaks down a lot of the, the pass blocking schemes. And I've also mentioned... Pat Sims as well, and how he breaks down uh, the Bengals' offense and and the lack thereof of creativity where Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan, they went ahead and they changed that. And I'll I'll get ready to touch upon that a little bit later on um, in the episode. So that's your your rushing. We went over that and then receiving T. Higgins, seven receptions, 60 yards, uh, 8.6-yard average. Uh, His long was 17 yards. And then Joe Mixon, he had a heck of a day, whether it was running or in the air, four receptions, 58 yards, 14-and-a-half-yard average per reception. Tyler Boyd, five receptions, 44 yards. Hayden Hurst, five receptions, 35 yards. And then Trent Irwin, one reception, 14 yards. Trent Taylor, two receptions, 14 yards. So when you look at the run-pass balance, this is what you want to see. You don't want to see Burrow sitting in shotgun all the time. And and they also mixed it up where Burrow went up under center. He was also in shotgun, so it keeps the defense off balance. It keeps them guessing. And your run-pass option 
it was very balanced. And you actually, for I, I don't know, I, I, this is probably a breaking stat. The Bengals rushed the ball more than they actually passed. And this is a pass-first team with this offense and this wide receivers. 39 rushes and 31 passes. So this is the first part of the season four, episode four. And then we'll just talk a little bit more about this offense as well. And the screen pass game, they finally brought that back. Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator. And Zach's play calling was very good, very impressive. And then Joe Mixon, you, you saw out on that screen play. I, I, I was watching the video on the Bengals on the brain. Uh, once again, I'll reiterate with Joe uh, Goodberry. And you look at Cordell Volson, how he's springing. He's getting to the second level, not only bl- blocking um, uh, defensive linemen, but then getting out there to the, the second level, to the linebackers, to the secondary. Um, and, and just perfect how the offensive line was in unison with the running back for the screen game. And then even the slot guys and these special teams guys, uh, Trent Taylor, Trent Norrin, using these guys in jet sweeps, using these guys in, in screen game, you know, just using your speed and, and putting your athletes in space, making the person miss. And basically, this makes up for when you don't have your boundary receiver like a Jamar Chase to get explosive plays. So that's 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 great. And then just talking about when it comes to the blocking concepts, it wasn't just all the zone blocking scheme, the wide zone that was broken down. I've watched film on that, but you started to see, and there was a, a actual tweet by Willie Anderson. Hall of Fame uh, candidate, uh, former Bengals left tackle, where he showed, and he also studied the film on the Bengals and what they did. Basically, they took a page from what the Cleveland Browns doing to the to the trapping, pulling a guard, pulling a tackle, pulling a center. The Bengals implemented that into their run game, and that's why you saw this record day for Joe Mixon. So hopefully this continues. And now they figured out the running game, which is perfect coming out the bye week and having the AFC North division foe in the Pittsburgh stinking Steelers. Okay. So those are, those are what some of the things I've just been reviewing and checking out and I'll be right back for the second half to wrap this up of the Bengals over the Panthers, 42, 21. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Garrett Staples of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast, season four, episode four. And we're just recapping briefly the Bengals over the Panthers, 42-21, and just taking a look at the defense and how successful was Lou's crew, as I like to call him, Lou Anaramu, the defense, especially with so many key contributors out. You're talking about the injury bug has been so unkind and unfair to the Bengals in contrast to last season where the Bengals were relatively, they just stayed healthy. And that's a big deal. And we'll talk about Chidobe Awuzie, him being out for the season with a torn ACL. You had DJ Reader um, expected to return. And that's a little teaser, but, but great news. Expected to return 
uh, after the bye week against the Steelers, along with Jamar Chase. Okay, so that's uh, Joe Burrow's right-hand man, his number one deep threat, his target. And I, you know, a friend of mine, he basically said, hey, Chase, he hates the Steelers like we do, and uh, extra incentive after the bye week to get back and uh, put it on him and get the gritty going on him, man, because I want to hit the gritty. It's been too long. We need to let the rest of the NFL know, put them on notice, because I've been looking at um, NFL Network and the NFL app and the projections for what the Bengals' wins will be, and it was said to be about nine and a half games, somewhere around there. But then they also said within context in the uh, paragraph on the Bengals, the Bengals have the highest floor, uh, high, excuse me, highest ceiling and the lowest floor. So you just don't know. They say the key to this team is just getting healthy where you really hope this bye week, which I think is coming at the right time, uh, these two weeks, they can get guys treatment and get them relatively, get them healthy and get as, as many guys back as you can. And I still think the Bengals should go ahead and address on the waiver wire offensive line, a left tackle, because um, Jonah Williams, he's he's been abused. He, and he it, just because the caliber of team wasn't as good doesn't mean he still didn't get beat because I saw some a sack he gave up against the Panthers. So that's Jonah Williams in a nutshell. Okay, so offensive line, I still feel you can add a, uh, another wide receiver who can take the top off of the defense. And when I say that, that means get deep pass um, cornerbacks and safeties, you know, to, to make the defense respect the, the passing game and, and deep so they don't start crowding the line of scrimmage and wanting to jam these slot receivers that we uh, also have outside of T. Higgins with Jamar Chase out. And taking a look at the defense and just how they did this and so impressively with so many key contributors out that I had mentioned, um, Akeem Davis Gaither had a great game. Uh, six tackles, four solo. Marcus Bailey, six tackles, three solo. Logan Wilson, four tackles, four solo. B.J. Hill on the inside and the interior, three technique defensive tackle. Uh, four tackles in total, two, two solo. Jesse Bates, four tackles, one solo and an interception. And that just... It leads us into the uh, bye week. J2 Afele uh, didn't have the most impressive numbers, but you could just see where he was wreaking havoc. And sometimes you don't have to get a sack, but if you can hurry the quarterback and speed up his timing and that, that clock in his head, that's just as effective. And, and you saw that with both um, quarterbacks because we also saw a, a Baker Mayfield sighting uh with Carolina and that he actually he actually played decent. You know, I don't know what it is about the Bengals and Baker Mayfield, but he he plays well against our defense, but that's neither here nor there. It was still a loss, still an impressive victory for the Bengals and you just hope uh Mike Hilton, he also had finger surgery. So I would imagine he may be back for against, you know, that's his former team the Steelers. But if not, I would say in the upcoming weeks. But I, I'm, I hope to see 
DJ Reader, Jamar Chase, you'll have them back from what the injury reports are saying. Um, for Pittsburgh after the bye week, two weeks from now. And it would be nice to have Topu back as well. And Mike Hilton, I think it might be uh, a little bit longer. We'll, we'll see. Maybe the Steelers, but that they're, I don't know, it may be a day-to-day or a week-to-week type thing, just like it is a week-to-week type deal for Josh Topu. But, like I said, the Bengals could definitely help themselves and take a look at that waiver wire and, and try to add a few pieces here and there for this playoff push and this stretch run. Because they, you know, you look at the AFC North division as a whole, who knows what Cleveland is going to be when Deshaun Watson comes back. I think he's got maybe one more game. Um, I think he's out for 11 games. So after that 11th game, he can come back. Um, Who knows what they're going to be? He's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in basically two years. And I, I tried to tell Browns fans, hey, um, if you looked at preseason, he was okay. He was okay, but you could definitely see the rust. And for unrealistic Browns fans to think he's just going to come in and turn it on, no, I think this is just an audition and just to get his feet wet and a primer to get him ready uh, for next season. That's that. Uh, taking a look at the Steelers. The Bengals, for all intents and purposes, in the AFC North, with them losing the first three AFC North division games to the Steelers, uh, to the Ravens, and to the Browns, the second go-round, because you know you played twice, you have to sweep the division this second half. That's just the bottom line for the Bengals. And, and you look at the Steelers, they're still reeling. It's it's always tough when you're you're putting a rookie quarterback in there and you know, that first season, which this is, he came in a little bit later on in the season after the Mitchell Trubisky experiment. Um, he's going through those growing pains and learning. So, I mean, this is a prime opportunity. The Bengals, they have to win this game in Pittsburgh, and it's been flexed. It was going to be the Sunday night game, but it was moved. Uh, San Diego, Kansas City is going to be the Sunday night, which I'm quite fine with playing up there in Pittsburgh. That's just not a place that the Bengals have fared well in primetime. Put them at 425. Day game, you know, going into the evening. Go get that victory and keep it moving. But that's a that's a game the Bengals just definitely have to uh, definitely have to have. And like I said, and I reiterate, and then the Ravens, that's who the the Bengals are gunning against. And the NFL doesn't do you any favors. Like, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, so they still have, on the back end of this season, strength of schedule-wise, they have, they're like top two. So they've got a, a hard road. you got a lot of playoff teams, contenders, that are still on this schedule. They, the Bengals have to play the Bills on a Monday night. It's the last Monday night game of the season. They still have the uh, Ravens, and I do believe they have the Chiefs on this schedule. So it's tough sledding, and it's going to be hard to catch the Ravens, excuse me, just for the simple fact that the Ravens stunk last year and the injury bug bit them, and their record reflected that. So what does the NFL do if you have a bad season? Then you get an easier strength of schedule, an easier schedule the following year, 
And if you look at the back half of the Ravens' schedule, it may be a wild card, unfortunately, this year instead of winning the ASC North Division, unless the Bengals get some help where they, they kind of get on a roll this second half after the bye, and they pretty much almost have to win out. And the Ravens, they're going to have to drop a couple games for the Bengals to catch them. And, and it, hopefully they the Ravens drop maybe two, three games uh, towards the back half of this. And then that would set up a potential matchup at the end of the year in the jungle in Cincinnati for redemption uh, to win, to set up a AFC title crown game against the uh, Ravens at Cincinnati, which, as we all know, it's definitely personal for me when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, being that I grew up in that area, the Columbia, Maryland area, and worked in Baltimore City and lived in the Baltimore uh, County area for so long and, and know so many of the Ravens fans. So I would definitely like to return the favor, get some revenge, and stick it to them and win the division because they just think that they've they've got the uh, division hands down now. So this is Season 4, Episode 4 of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast. Ladies and gents, you know, enjoy this weekend off. You know, like the players need to recharge. They need to do rehab. I think the fans, we need to recharge, get a little rest, a little R&R, and then come back strong against them stinking Steelers up there in Schittsburg. So as always, I'll end it and I'll just say, who did